the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth. It was because here in this land, we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. We're not, as some would have us believe, doomed to an inevitable decline. I do not believe in a fate that will fall on us no matter what we do. I do believe in a fate that will fall on us if we do nothing. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses, or stars of David. They add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever we are americans this is always right on am 1420 the answer is your host bob france yes indeed welcome to always right on AM 1420, the answer seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock, and we're underway. And I apologize, I'm having a little bit of a hard time with my headphones here, trying to make sure that everything sounds right. Are we sounding normal on the uh, other end there, Johnny? Okay, good. Yeah, there's something goofy going on here, but we will figure that out. As long as you can hear me, that's all that matters. Eight minutes after the hour of nine, as I was saying, on this Thursday, the 17th morning of the second month of the year of our Lord, 2022, coming up on the program in an hour. And that's good news for you. When I start out uh, the show by saying in an hour, that means you have the entire first hour to call. Anything you want to talk about, particularly try to keep it on task. You shouldn't say anything. It's not free-for-all. Try to stay on uh, on topic and on task as I bring you uh, through the monologue here in a moment. Uh, but I do want to hear from you at 216-901-0945 and 888-281-1110. So keep that in mind. Um, and uh, very excited about the fact that I've got Dr. Everett Piper on at 1010, as we do each and every uh, Thursday. And then at 1035, Joe Brandon is coming to Lorraine, as well as Cleveland. And uh, it's interesting for me, because I'm a Lorraine Countyite, way on the far west side. And he's coming to Lorraine to do what? To apparently take a victory lap over the quote-unquote bipartisan infrastructure bill that passed... And he signed months and months ago? In other words, he's here to campaign in the beginning of his second year of his first term. 
There's no legitimate reason for him to be coming to Lorain, Ohio this morning. He's going to gather with some other Democrat officials and try to convince a very, very multi-ethnic community of Lorain with a high population of Latinos and African Americans, uh, which are the majority there, combined much more than whites, going to try to, again, reach out and connect with a base that he's losing. He's losing Hispanics by the droves. He's losing African Americans in large numbers as well. That's just reality. That's reality. The numbers do not lie. So he's coming to Lorraine, and he's, and he's making it. For what? What purpose? Is he pushing new legislation? No, 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 no. Is he here to talk about anything that will impact the lives going forward of the people of Northeast Ohio? No, not a bit. He's coming here to talk about, hey, remember that infrastructure thing? We, we got that passed, and I signed it. So, so yay for us. So, woohoo! That's it. That's what he's coming for. He's going to waste all of that time and money to come here and try to detra- distract from the miserable failure his year plus a month in office has been. He's going to come here, and he's going to try to make you forget about the fact that you're paying exorbitant prices at the grocery store because of his policies. He's going to come here, and he's going to try to make you forget about the fact that you're paying three twenty-five a gallon or three thirty, depending on where it is now. I go to Sam's Club, and even that is up at th- up to three twelve. By the way, I filled up my wife's car two nights ago. Loved it. There was an "I did that" Brandon sticker on the uh, on the pump that I used at, at Sam's Club. If I had any of them, I would actually post them myself uh, and stick those up there myself. But somebody else did. But it's true, he did that. Completely and 100% his policy decisions have led to that, uh, the ext- extraordinary gas prices, extraordinary uh, high prices for furniture, extraordinarily high prices for clothing, extraordinarily high prices for hardware, for uh, auto parts. I mean, across the board. He's going to come here and distract you away from the fact that there are record numbers of illegal aliens crossing our border with record quantities of illicit drugs that are killing Americans, like fentanyl, to be precise. Others as well. He doesn't want you to think about that. He doesn't want you to think about his failed diplomacy efforts when it comes to Russia and Ukraine, which could result in an invasion as early as today. He doesn't want you to. He doesn't want you thinking about his utter, complete failure in virtually every, every single avenue of presidential responsibilities over the first thirteen months of his presidency. So he's coming here to say, the one success that I can count on, the one thing I can say we did that, is the infrastructure bill, which, by the way, is loaded with Democrat pork. It's not about infrastructure. He doesn't want you to. He doesn't want you coming here to talk or uh, thinking about um, the complete and utter failure of his COVID policies. He does not want you to come here. Uh, doesn't want to come here and 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 talk about the masking issue, which is taking over the country again, because Omicron has come through, swept through. The biggest wave is gone. People have more natural immunity than ever before. We are reaching, in fact, we are probably at herd immunity. There is no need for any more mandates of any kind, much less the masks, which are useless, according to CDC. 
So he's going to come here and say, but we did the infrastructure bill. Yay, us. Black voters in Northeast Ohio, in Cleveland and Lorraine. Yay, me. Latino voters or, or Hispanic voters in uh, Cleveland and in Lorraine. Look at me go. Woo. Please stay with us. That's what this is about today. And I hope that some of Joe Brandon's advisors, fans, staffers, interns, or whatever are listening to the local media today and paying attention to what we think of him because we are going to let him know what we think of him while he's in town. I can promise you that. So Joe Brandon is in town today, and Paris Denard of the RNC will join me at 1035 to offer the RNC perspective. I just gave you mine, and I think you uh, probably feel something similar. All right, having said all of that, what do you say we start our program with our Pledge of Allegiance? Patriots, please go ahead and stand, if you don't mind. Go ahead and stand and um, face a flag if you have one. We always like to invite you to face a flag if you have one nearby. If you don't, that's okay. Uh, We will uh, just let you imagine one in your mind. But again, I want to say thank you, before we do our pledge, to the people who continue to send me flag pictures. They're sending me the pictures of the flags they themselves uh, stand for every day when we do the Pledge of Allegiance. They're sending it to me on my instant messenger on Facebook. You don't have to be a Facebook friend of mine in order to uh, send me a direct message. And they're sending me more pictures on my uh, Getter account as well, which is just it's not a secret message or a direct message thing there. You just post it on my, uh, send it directly at me, at always write WHK, always write WHK, and I'm getting those as well. I love it. I will be assembling those in a gallery of flags that we uh, say our pledge to on my website, which is still in production, I promise you. So for today, stand and face your flag if you have one. If you don't, just put your hand on your heart and join us. If you are a Brandon voter, If you are comfortable with record-high, 40-year-high inflation for consumers and record-high inflation for wholesalers, the cost of production, if you are comfortable with the southern border being completely abandoned and the complete abdication of our sovereignty, if you are comfortable with having a mask and a vaccine mandate, to deal with, and oh, by the way, I saw this yesterday, too. I'll jump into this in a moment. Um, the, the 500 million tests that he's going to be sending out to all Americans, they're starting to be received. 500 million COVID tests. People are looking at them, and the first thing they see on the side of the test uh, kit is made in China. If you're happy with buying from China tests to see if we have a, a, a virus that was created in China and distributed throughout the world, if you're happy with those things, you probably don't want to say this pledge anyway. So go ahead and take your knee alongside your favorite ex-quarterback. For the rest of us, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty, and justice for all. All right, so again, we do have uh, opportunities for you to dial 216-901-0945 and 888-281-1110 this morning as we are guest-free in hour number one, Dr. Piper and then Paris Denard in hour number two. So I do want to address the flag, or excuse me, not the flag, I want to address the mask issue yet again. Um, this is starting to get uh, very, very interesting as more and more Americans become emboldened to demand 
the removal of mask mandates, not just in their public settings, not just in cities and localities in which it has been passed, or forced upon us, rather. Most of these are executive orders, not passed by legislators, city councils and whatnot. But most particularly in schools. This is starting to get really, really interesting. As parents and uh, people who believe in freedom are starting to be louder and louder and louder. Yesterday, in a suburban Chicago school district, uh, t- uh, uh, school board meeting, I almost said town hall meeting, school board meeting, one man got up to speak and say his piece, and he was not wearing his mask. I love the fact, by the way, if you're a member of CFFS, and if you have one of our uh, cards, you know, one of our exemption cards on the lanyards that we, uh, we were giving away when the pandemic began and the mask mandate started to come into place, um, he reached down. This was on Fox News this morning, and it's gone viral online as well. He reached down and said, I have an exemption. He touched the uh, card that was wearing, he was wearing around his neck. Uh, it was a CFFS card, a Citizens for Free Speech exemption card. He said, I'm exempt. He said, by the way, President Biden... And Governor Pritzker, there in Illinois, uh, speak at podiums all the time without masks, so I would like to speak without a mask. One of the board members started cursing at him. And I'm not saying, you know, mild curse words. I'm talking about the, the how do they say it in a Christmas story, the, the, the queen mother of, of dirty words or something like that. Told him to wear that mask on his effing blanks, referring to his male body parts uh, between his legs told him if he can't wear his effing mask to get the F out of there, screamed at him. Now, this is a school board meeting, not a football game, not a tailgate, not a backyard barbecue where somebody had too much to drink. This is a school board meeting, and he was a school board member. And there were students in that audience, in that crowd, who were also speaking and addressing the school board about their desire to get out of these ridiculous, uh, useless according to the CDC, masks. So this, um, uh, they, they ended up having a, you know, a, a, a break there, and I'm not sure how it turned out after that, but uh, the viral part of it was um, the school board member screaming. So it brings up the question, where are we headed as it pertains to mask mandates? And I guess the question really, or uh, the answer really depends upon who you ask. Uh, this is... A White House COVID advisor, Inglesby, Mr. Inglesby, don't know his first name, but he was on CNN and was asked directly about the CDC, saying, you know, these cloth masks are useless. Um, These masks on kids probably aren't necessary. Remember, kids have the lowest threat rate, particularly mortality rate, when it comes to contracting COVID and much less getting very sick by it, much, 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 much less dying from COVID-19. Yet they're re- removing mask restrictions for, for adults, but not schools. Why are kids being singled out to wear these masks? Here is COVID advi- White House COVID advisor Ingalls. But if we're talking about kids in school yeah. and they don't have, and look, I've tried to get, I have little kids. I've tried to get high quality masks for them. It's tough. They come, they don't fit, they fit one, they don't fit the other. Does it make sense to reconsider it while you don't have those high quality masks available for younger kids? Or, or why not? Mm-hmm. I think what CDC has said is that is that you should be wearing a mask that's the best mask possible. So we know cloth masks are better than no masks. Surgical masks are better than cloth masks. So whatever mask is available and fits well for kids should be used. Strap your kids up with anything because virtue. Because it's a symbol. That's it. 
First of all, Dr. Tom Inglesby, I found his name, Director Johns Hopkins Center for Health Security and White House COVID advisor. The CDC did not say cloth masks are better. They said that those masks don't work. They're useless. COVID particles are way, way, way smaller than the open pores in masks, in cloth masks, and they simply stop nothing. Surgical masks, again, useless. Look at the printing on the side of the boxes when you buy those things. Not effective in stopping the spread of coronavirus. So they said no such thing. This is about control, keeping the parents in under control by continuing to punish their kids. What about it, Dr. Science? Just a very direct question here. Should children be wearing masks at school? Well, right now, according to the metrics that the CDC has currently in place, the answer to that is yes. Why are they focusing this punishment, this punitive action on children? There has to be a reason, particularly when they simply don't work. Now, this one might shock you. Contradicting Tom Inglesby of the White House and Dr. Anthony Science, uh, of uh, also of the White House, is a CNN doctor, CNN Dr. Reiner, when asked directly, are cloth masks effective against COVID-19? Well, I think... I think CDC leadership believes that any mask is better than no mask. But what, what I'm here to say is that if you want to wear a mask now, you should wear either an N95, a KN95, or a KF94, uh, mostly from, from Korea. Those three mask types are extraordinarily protective against uh, uh, acquiring uh, COVID. A cloth mask, particularly a loose cloth mask or a bandana you know, worn loosely around the face, is fashion. It's fashion. It's fashion. It's virtue signaling. It's like an amulet. This will ward off COVID. But moreover, it will make me look cool to the other wokesters that I may come across. Remember, face masks have become political speech. Period. If you are wearing a face mask you mask in public, you are in places where it's not mandated, mind you, you are trying to identify with other wokesters and say, look at me. I'm like you. We are hiding our faces in shame because this is what we were told to do. We are uh, woke. It's been said by numerous people that the white face mask of 2020 and 2021 and now 2022 is the new red hat, but for the left. You identify your support for Donald Trump with the red and, and, and uh, conservative America first principles by the red MAGA hat. You identify yourself as a wokester with the white mask. It's political speech now and really nothing less and nothing more. And the next story I have for you after this short time out will illustrate exactly how political those masks have become. I've got more on this, and I will take your calls. 216-901-0945, Right back. So, uh, super quick here, when we talk about the political nature of masks and how it is not about health, it's not about science, it is completely about government-demanded compliance, and it's about virtue signaling for, from the wokesters who wear it so proudly and so happily. Um, 
There is a video that is making the rounds now online, and I saw it uh, just this morning. It was actually a TikTok video somebody uploaded from their flight. Now, I'm looking for some of the specifics on it. I don't have them about which airline this is yet. But I'm just going to tell you, I, I can't even play the audio of the video that they recorded because the people are too far away and they're not speaking loudly enough. But there's a man on board that plane who is fully compliant with the masking regulations pushed by the FAA and by the airlines themselves. Required masking. He's wearing a mask over his mouth and over his nose. He is causing problems for no one. He's sitting in his seat. They're getting ready for takeoff. Suddenly he is approached by not one but two different flight attendants who tell him, you have to change that mask or you must leave the plane. Wait, what? Why would I have to change my mask or leave the plane? Well, it turns out that this man, fully compliant with masking regulations, the front of his mask reads, Let's go Brandon. And because his fully compliant mask, which does nothing for health, by the way, says, Let's go Brandon, he's not allowed to stay on that flight. He says, Wait a minute, is that a violation of my rights? And they said, we reserve the right to ask you to change that mask or leave the plane. They threw him off of the plane for wearing a mask that had a message they didn't like. Now, it goes without saying that I support the Let's Go Brandon movement. I end my show with it every day and have for months. I own a t-shirt and a hoodie that say Let's Go Brandon. I'm going to buy more of those things, probably hats as well. In fact, I'm going to sell them to you on my Always Right website, which is coming up. And every time I wear it publicly, one of those shirts, uh, either the shirt or the hoodie, I get people saying to me, and I'm telling you, all ages, all walks of life. I've seen teen, uh, teen girls at drugstores look at me and said, I love your sweatshirt. I've had 20-something guys. I've had 60-year-old women say, oh, my God, I love that. Because they know what it means. Apparently, if somebody doesn't love that, they can demand that you take it off or you must be ejected from the premises. I bring this up also to highlight the fact that face masks on airlines have been welcome with other political speech. What political speech can you wear on a face mask without any problem at all? And God forbid any flight attendant approach you if you're wearing one and tell you to take it off blm blm masks perfectly welcome no problem at all no justice no peace masks got it all good to go political speech is allowed on face masks unless that political speech happens to be conservative and you wonder why i am constantly advocating for cffs Citizens for free speech, because we have got the fight of our lives on our hands. People are being booted from public premises over their own political beliefs and the public expression thereof. Time out for news. Back after this.
booster of common sense and keep yourself sane. Always right with Bob France on AM 1420, The Answer. 937, a little bit of a voice of sanity and reason here. Yesterday, the new governor of Virginia, Glenn Youngkin, signed a pretty important bill. States and parents picking sides on how to best protect kids in schools, illustrated by what happened just while we've been on the air here in the last couple minutes. Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin, you see him here, signing a bill in Virginia to ban mask mandates in schools. That is now the law. Here he is. Today we are reestablishing and restoring power back to parents. But we are also reestablishing our expectations that we will get back to normal. That is what I think we need to hear from every leader. Notice, by the way, Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin is not banning masks in schools. He is banning mask mandates in schools. Kids cannot be forced to wear these things against their or their parents' will. Can children wear masks to school? Absolutely. Your choice. You see, that's the beauty of living in a free country. You have choice. It's not the same. It's not real. It's not, it doesn't exist in all places, and not even in some places in this country. Does anybody know if our Republican governor has ever moved to ban mask mandates in school? Does anybody know if our governor is doing things like they are doing in other conservative red states, like giving people their liberties back? Because that's exactly what we need to have happen here, and I'm so glad to see it happening in some places. So mask mandates are dropping in cities. They're dropping in D.C. They're dropping in, in, in big Democrat cities all over the country as far as the public mandates, but they are continuing to mandate that the kids wear these things, despite the fact that they are at little to no risk whatsoever of getting seriously harmed by COVID-19, any of the variants. And then those who do comply in public places like flights, well, I told you the story. Booted for wearing a mask with a political message they didn't like. Guarantee you if it said Biden-Harris on the front of that mask, nobody is making that guy leave. Guarantee you if it said BLM, nobody is making that guy leave. In fact, nobody's coming up to him and saying, "Um, your mask is making people uncomfortable. You're going to have to change that mask or leave. Because you know what that would happen then? That airline would be sued out of business. The moment somebody said a BLM, a Black Lives Matter mask, made people feel uncomfortable, even if they didn't make him leave, if they had just said the words, you got to change that mask, that airline is gone, sued out of business. You racist so-and-sos, how dare you say that BLM must go? But a guy shows up with a Let's Go Brandon mask, and he is literally forcibly ejected from the aircraft. I talk about free speech all the time. So we had a great event, by the way, last night. Got off to a rocky start because of Zoom uh, tech glitches with our webinar, Ohio webinar yesterday for Citizens for Free Speech. But once we got it rolling, tremendous content, tremendous presentation from uh, Jonathan Broadbent and Linda Harvey. I'm, I'm just going to tell you this. 
First of all, we will make that video recording available to you because of the glitches. Some people couldn't get in. We had hundreds of registered people registered for the event, uh, but we couldn't get hundreds of people in because they kept getting blocked. If Zoom was just not cooperating, we're going to make that available. But I say that only to ask you to join us in our defense of liberty and free speech, including speech that may say, let's go, Brandon, on a face mask, on an airplane, by joining CFFS, text CFFS, Citizens for Free Speech, text CFFS to a short code, 313131. Real easy, 313131. Send CFFS, you'll get a membership uh, link, and you can just sign up right then and there. It'll be very easy and support us in our fight for freedom. TJ is in Cleveland. Let's talk about this mask issue. TJ, go ahead, sir. Yeah, you know, uh, with Biden coming here for the infrastructure, you know what would be great, Bob? If his presidential limo hit one of these huge chuck holes, you know, around the area, I can't think of nothing better than watching the presidential limousine being towed away for a broken axle or a broken wheel. And as far as these, these masks go... Yeah, but they would, that would work to their benefit, though. Because well, you know yeah, what they true. would say? You know what they would say? They would say, this is the reason why it was so important for me to sign that, that all-important infrastructure bill. If I they look at the infrastructure, look at the roads here in Lorain, Ohio, in Cleveland, Ohio, crumbling. Our limo, our presidential limo and motorcade got held up because we broke our axle or our wheel in a pothole here. This is what we are doing for you. We are going to fix all of those things with our infrastructure money. TJ, they would yeah. make oh, hay what, out of something like that. Wasn't our gas money supposed to our gas taxes? <laughs> supposed to pay to fix all this stuff. But, you know, sure. as, far as, this, yeah, as far as this mask goes, you know, we were walking the canal towpath the other day, and a couple of bicyclers come by, and they had masks on, but they had no helmet. And I'm thinking to myself, they're so worried about the COVID uh, scare, but they ain't worried about a concussion. And then the other day, I see this Nimrod woman sitting in her car with a mask, and she's texting. I mean, it's, <laughs> I just can't believe it. They don't care. There's nothing that threatens them anymore in life except no mask. Yep, that's it. That's it. And these people, and thank you for the call, my friend. I appreciate it. These people, again, the ones who wear them in public spaces but outdoors, absolutely insane, and in their own cars. I mean, honestly, what are they thinking? That COVID is airborne, and therefore, if I'm driving my car with my vents open, COVID could come in through my car vents and hit me right in the face. And hospitalize me and kill me immediately. Or give it to me so that I go home and kill grandma. I've got to wear the mask in the car. Do they wear it to bed? Do they wear it in the shower? And I say these things half facetiously, but only half. Because we've seen videos of these idiots swimming. Yes, you heard me. Swimming with masks on. Not above the water. Under the water. Swimming in pools that are chlorinated. Chlorine that kills germs. <laughs> I don't. I don't make these things up. I can't. I'm not clever enough. And I can write. I have an English degree. I got some creative bones. I can put some pen to paper. But I can't think of this stuff. It's just impossible because this stuff is just too fantastical. Yeah, I made that up too. Uh, to be real, uh, let's go to Ron and Grafton. Hey, Ron, you're on the air. Go ahead, sir. Hey, Bob. I- I think we need to remember that this is the anniversary of uh, the great one, Rush Limbaugh's death, first of all. Yes, it is. Um, 
along with that, well, the, going with the mask routine, people don't understand that the mask really might, might, even the best mask, they might help prevent it. What part of our anatomy is also exposed to a virus? Where do your eyes drain to? Your tear ducts drain right to your sinus, don't they? That is true. So you're still, you know, susceptible through your eyes. Anyway, that well, is... Well, do you remember, Ron, hold on before you... I'll let you uh, get your last yeah. thought in there, but I want to I wanna dovetail on that because you're right. Do you remember in the early days of COVID, before it was all about, you know, masking, it was also about hand sanitizer and don't touch things. Don't touch things in uh, public spaces at the grocery store. If you get a delivery to your home from Amazon or whatever, let your box sit on the front porch for 24 hours so that the germs that you may touch with your hands can't be automat or accidentally ingested into your body by you touching your face. And what did they say? Including your eyes. Eyes. They said people who rub their eyes are rubbing COVID into their eyes, and COVID can then go, uh, as you pointed out, into your system through your tear ducts and into your, into your nasal cavity and so on and so forth. So remember, that's what they were saying, and what made it hilarious then is the same thing that makes it hilarious now. Why weren't they requiring goggles? If they're requiring that you cover your mouth and your nose, which is where you can you know, accidentally touch and, uh, uh, you know, and, and put into your system by ingest, ingesting it. Why did they not say we've got to protect your eyes as well as your nasal and, and, and your, uh, you know, your mouth, uh, orifices? Because, uh, it can be put into your eyes as well. And anybody who asked that question was told just to shut up and put their mask on. <laughs> <laughs> the other quick comment. Um, basically, Big Pharma, this whole thing is nothing more than a vicious circle. If you think about it, our tax money is paid to the government. The government then doled out something like $58 billion to Pfizer alone for this vaccine. And along with that, Pfizer donates money to the FDA to get their vaccine approved. I mean, we are being scammed to the point of no return. Uh, it's, it's pathetic. And that's about all I have. Ron, I thank you for the phone call. Um, I don't know if you saw it or not. Um, I did. But first of all, I've been saying the same thing you just said for a while now. It is really, really great to know that we now have video proof of what you just said. Thanks to James O'Keefe and Project Veritas. Maybe you saw this uh, on TV last night. I saw it both last night and this morning. An executive with the FDA the Food and Drug Administration, that does indeed decide emergency authorizations and approvals for vaccines by these big pharmaceutical companies. Caught on hidden video from Project Veritas explaining that, yeah, of course we want and they want us to give as many shots as humanly possible to as many people every year because it pours money into their pockets. It's not about health. It's not about what we can do for the people. It's about profit. What have I been saying to you on this program for the last two years? It's not about health. It's about two Ps. It's about, it's about power and profit. For the government, it's about power. If they can take away your right to make up your own mind on what medication you give yourself, if you can take away your, they take away your bodily autonomy, they can take away everything you have. There's nothing more personal than your own bodily autonomy, your own personal decisions on your health. That's the power part. 
The profit part comes from, as you just pointed out, the FDA working in concert with the big pharmaceutical companies, including the cartels, Pfizer and Moderna. Listen to just a couple of the quick lines uh, from this report from Project Veritas. This is an FDA executive. Biden wants to inoculate. Christopher Cole, by the way, is his name, just so we clarify this. Christopher Cole is an FDA executive officer of Counter, uh, Countermeasures Initiative. Uh, these are just a couple of the clips. Biden wants to inoculate as many people as possible. So you can have to get an annual shot. I mean, it hasn't been formally announced yet. So you don't want to, like, uh, rile everyone up. But- in case you can't hear all of that clearly, you know how it is with hidden video. The microphones aren't exactly right under the chins of the speakers. But he said Biden wants everybody to get an annual shot. Um he said Biden wants to, uh, I'm sorry, he said Biden wants to uh, uh, get as many people inoculated as possible, and they, meaning the uh, companies, the big pharma companies, want to give an annual shot, but they don't want to publicly announce that yet because they don't want to rile everybody up, which, of course, is what would happen. The drug companies, the food companies, the vaccine companies, so- they pay us hundreds of millions of dollars a year to hire and keep the reviewers to approve their products. If they can get every person required at an annual vaccine, that is a recurring return of uh, uh, money going into their, their company. I mean, if they can get... If they can get everyone being forced to take an annual vaccine, it is a recurring money going into their pockets. He said they pay us hundreds of millions of dollars hundreds of millions of dollars to approve their shots because the uh, uh, the billions of dollars they will make is an extraordinary return on investment. And they are, by the way. They're averaging about 15, Pfizer is averaging about $15 billion a quarter in profit from the, the COVID shots alone. Just from everything I've heard, they're not going to not approve this. Meet Christopher. Just from everything I've heard, he said, they're not going to not approve the toddler vaccine and three shots for them as well. Why? Because once, twice, three times, millions in our pockets. That's why. All right, uh, quick time out. It's 9.51. Right back, AM 1420, The Answer. Separating the truth from the lies. In life, there's truth. And tragically, there are lies. Always right with Bob France, giving you only the truth. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make us free. On AM 1420, The Answer. To leave this place empowered. You understand? It's not good enough to just come here and listen to speeches and go back home and get comfortable again. We are at war. We are at war for our family, our children, our lives. The 14th Amendment gives us due process. It guarantees us equal protection under the law. So why in the world are the unvaccinated being treated differently than the vaccinated? It is the new segregation. It is the new discrimination. And we have to stop it. Government for the people, by the people, will not be destroyed. We have to recognize our power. We are magistrates. What is happening here today, what is happening around our state and in our city, is people are invoking the doctrine of the lesser magistrates. And most of you probably don't even understand what that is. 
and don't even understand what I'm talking about. Well, the doctrine of the lesser magistrates is the doctrine upon which this country was founded. It is the basis of the Tenth Amendment, which says that any authority that is not given to the federal government is reserved to the states. And if our local leaders fail to protect its citizens and fails to step between a tyrannical federal government and its citizens, fails to protect the rights of its citizens, then those rights and authority is extended and given to the people. We, the people, is how the Constitution starts. A magistrate is a person that operates under authority. They have power. They are higher magistrates and they are lesser magistrates. The founding fathers of this country understood that there's going to come a point in time where the federal government will need to be checked. If not, they will become tyrants. And that is what's happening now. So, the Declaration of Independence says that everyone, by virtue of being a human being, has the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The federal government, too, the federal government, their purpose is to protect the rights of those citizens, the rights of us to our life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. The third point of that document is if they fail to protect its citizens and enforce those rights, the citizens have a right to revolt. Do you understand? We have a right to resist. And we have an obligation and a duty to do so. Do you understand? Do you understand when it says a duty to step between a tyrannical government and its laws? They are coming for our children. We cannot sit down. Every great leader knows, every one of them, even the bad ones know, that if you want to affect the country, you go for its children. When in the world do we start using children as bulletproof vests for us? When in the world do we start testing things on children? It comes to us first. And when you come for our children, you have started a war. And they have declared war, and we are answering to that war. We are magistrates, and I need you, each one, reach one, and teach one. Do you understand? As a magistrate in this country, the United States government, our government, our local leaders have to answer to us. The Ninth Amendment says that any rights that are not enumerated in the Constitution are reserved for the people. So I don't want to hear that mandates are not enumerated in the Constitution. Because for the fact that it's not enumerated means that that authority and those rights goes to us. And so everyone, every one of these mandates are illegal. Every single one of them. I don't think she's running for office, but I'll tell you what, I'll vote for her anyway. I don't know I don't know where that fire comes from. I don't know where that passion comes from, but we need more of it. That is a civil rights attorney named Trisha Lindsay speaking at a rally in New York last week. This uh this viral video approaching a million views right now, it's got nine hundred and ninety nine thousand seven hundred. Uh, just saw it today, saw it this morning. Thank you to whatever listener sent this to me, by the way. Simply breathing and speaking fire. You talk about truth to power. How about just truth to truth? That, and by the way, she's an African-American woman. It shouldn't matter, but this is 2022, and apparently we have to identify the race of everybody, particularly those who are not 
being being buying into the wokeism of one political party rather than the other. She's an African American woman who believes in liberty, who believes in freedom and power and constitutional rights of the people. That was straight fire. We need more of that. We'll get a timeout now. On the other side of the news, Dr. Everett Piper will join us as he does each and every Thursday. We're looking forward to this conversation coming up on Always Right. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.